What's up? My name is Jordan Conley. My name is Matt from Post Profit, and you're listening to Thrashing Orcs Podcast. So firstly, I want to thank you guys for taking the time out of your days to shoot the shit with me. Just kind of hang out. Sure, yeah. Dude, hell yeah, man. Thank you for having us. Where I want to start is kind of uh, the story of Post Profit. How did the band become a thing? Uh, shoot, let's go back to uh, 2017. So we have two other members in the band, Nick and Zach. And they started jamming together um for quite a while and i brought zach to the jams i was doing in our hometown it was basically just a uh just a group of people jamming and jordan came along and he came to some of the jams played with us and everything around july 4th is when we really decided to do it for real and say let's let's take it for real and let's be a band and from there on we just was just playing shows, booking as many shows as we can. They were three-hour shows. You know, we were making money playing covers in our hometown. And for a little while, I was a fan. I was I was coming to to all every single show that I could, you know, schedule for myself. And, and he was uh, at the I front. Was, every I was, single I was time. one of the front row attendees. I was fangirling, you know, and uh, I just kind of infiltrated my way in there. <laughs> Found that they were having some trouble. Um, keeping a bass player so uh i gave it my best shot and they decided to keep me i guess <laughs> i heard him uh, i i i talked to him one time when we were looking for a bass player for a show that we had a week out and he was like yeah i know all the songs already and we're like okay well we got practice tomorrow so just come on through and practice and he pretty much nailed it first try so <laughs> And the show went great, too. And I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> it was about three more shows, and then he was uh, he was in the band. Oh, so it was pretty much just a done deal instantly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's a done I was deal. interim for probably one and a half shows before they were like, I think this guy's a keeper. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. He killed it. And uh, from there on, it's, th- it's been this lineup. And, uh, yeah, it's been going really well. We're going, we're going on what? Three, four years with the same one, or four, almost four years with almost the same. Three, almost four years with the same one. Yeah. That's awesome. God, it's already almost been four years. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Damn. Time flies. It really does, man. Like, last year was a blur. 2020 was even more of a blur. <laughs> and so, I don't know. Days just get away from me sometimes, I guess. That's one of them type of things. How did you guys decide on the name Post Profit? <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> oh, I love when people ask this question. Um, <laughs> so, um, right when we decided that we were going to do it and be officials band, we booked a show like a week out. And about three days out, we're all looking at each other and we're like, oh shit, we don't have a fucking name. What are we going to do? We were like, band name generator. So we all piled up in... Uh, in uh, Nick's room, 
smoked a doobie and just went through names for about a good solid 30 minutes. And uh, we've got some crazy ones. We had some really, really crazy ones. Oh, God. I don't even want to. Uh, I don't know if you want to bring that up because some of them might not be. There were some weird. There were some weird ones that came out. And I'm like, well, one, that's too long. Two, I'm pretty sure that's inappropriate. Three, I'm pretty sure we would never get booked with a name like that. <laughs> but yeah, it was a, a literal band name generator. And I hate to say I wasn't a part of that that decision, but that's still a cool story. <laughs> it, it was a, it was a cool time. That's, that's crazy that it was just that simple. I know. It was <laughs> it's crazy to think about and it stuck. And but what what a good yeah, what a good name. I mean like it has it has it rolls off the tongue. It rolls off the tongue. It could ha- it could have multiple meanings depending on your interpretation of you know, it, it could be subliminal in a way. Mm-hmm. Some cool shit. I am a big fan of the name. As am I. But top secrets of the name are top secrets. It's definitely unique. Like I've never even seen anything close to it. Well, some people would say post Malone or some shit. Actually, actually, but nobody has really said anything about that. And it's funny because we actually did a post Malone cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it was it was weird. It was like, oh, we're doing a post Malone cover. Oh wait, our name is Post Profit. Then it started starts to click. Okay. Yeah. But people really haven't asked us about it, honestly. So it's like, you know what? That's cool. I mean, it would be badass to do a, a show with Post Malone and just call it the Post Fest or some <laughs> shit. I don't know. I have to come up with a better name than that. Yeah. But still, that would be lit. You just got to throw it into a tour name generator. There you yeah. go. <laughs> tour, tour name generator. <laughs> just stick with the theme. Just if it works, it works. Yeah. If it works. Alrighty. <laughs> Having your main debut single, the same sad song, reached number twenty-three in the top forty charts for mainstream rock. Like, what kind of feelings accompanied that? Um, honestly, it was uh, shocking yet overwhelming. Um, just thinking about it though, like seeing our name next to next to big names that we've heard before, just like on the same list, was mind blowing to me. That's mm-hmm. that's that's the thing in itself, and you know it was like a what they were indicator charts, right? Mm-hmm. So it was basically putting us on a placement based on um, what big name fans were voting on at the time, and like just to see just to see our name next to you know people that are heard about on the daily and in, in, in mainstream rock was pretty awe inspiring, I would say. Yeah. I think the, for the song to get as much traction as it did was uh, pretty mind-blowing. And, uh, I mean, we have a lot more people singing it at our shows now, so... But um, we put that out forever ago. Mm-hmm. We put that out in 2019. Like, it's 2022 Before now, I was yeah. in the band, buying the first edit, the first mix off of iTunes and having that shit on my shit. Yeah, the first uh, out of, like, five. <laughs> yeah, we mixed that song... From day one. I'm so happy. I'm so happy I don't have to mix that song anymore. Burned it in my brain. Stay tuned for Same Sad Remix. (laughs) Now, was it always a plan to put the uh, that song into an album, or was there a point where you were just going to leave it as a single? I think there was always a plan for it to be in an album. I mean, at first we were talking about doing it as an EP, and then 
we quickly scrapped that idea and said, fuck it, let's do a full length. And of course, I think with all the other songs, because Monster was one that was written as a single too before we thought of an album was going to happen. So, I mean, those two songs really were pre-written before like post-profit in a way. Because I, know, I know I was I was a fan when this question was brought about, but like as soon as they released their first single, same sad song, when I wasn't a part of the band, I was like, okay, where's the rest? What what else you got in the tank? Right? Like we're, everybody, every it seemed like everybody wanted a full length upon hearing that first song, and um, which probably I mean you know, customers always always right. You know you do what your fans want. I'm I'm sure I'm sure that was where the initial idea came from. Yeah, just stick it in a full length, and we did the damn thing. Three days, three three days, three days later. No, years. <laughs> three years later, for sure. <laughs> but um, I mean, it was it was cool though, like to hear a different version of it. I mean, if you go and listen to the previous version, that's a single version on whatever platform, and then you hear the album version, you'll hear that there's a big difference, and that it starts to go and it, it it works well with the the concept of the album and so um that song is still very popular to this day which is really cool but the funny thing about it is is that it's like i love that song but that's not my favorite song because of all the other ones we did afterwards because i think we really honed in on what we wanted to do in a way and we figured out what we figure out how we wanted it to sound after three years of trial and error. And uh, it actually uh, turned out pretty well. So, I mean, there's definitely more stuff that we have that I'm in love with. But Same Side Song is still a very, very great song, in my opinion. I think it's, I think it's kind of funny that it's called Same Sad Song, and it's the longest-running song of Post-Profit's career. And like, even though it's the same sad song, people aren't getting tired of it like it's the same sad song literally literally it still holds its value i think it's definitely a a staple track for for this band for sure you mentioned it took three years to complete the album were there any tracks that were cut that you originally wanted to have in i think we had one that we we, we, we did one. cut one that we wanted to save for a um i, I guess an album more of the same style it just didn't quite fit the style of the rest of the album and um we actually added there there were i think there were some some tunes that were in the works before the album am i right mm -hmm. yeah there was like a few before the thought of the album so like the majority of the ones that we were working on before were the majority of them made the album but there was a few that we ended up scrapping because we just Something just didn't work right with it, and so, um, yeah, there was only like when we narrowed it down to which ones we wanted to do while we were still recording the album. There was one that in particular that we just didn't, it didn't work. So we ended up scrapping it, and we thought we were done with the album because we had like what eleven tracks, mm -hmm. and then in what was it? Was it February? It was in February 20, of 2021 20. is I think when we wrote Life Isn't Beautiful. And we wrote it in 30 minutes, lyrics and all. And 
the next day we were like, yep, we're going to put that on the album. And so that ended up being the last song that was written for the album. The remainder of the time was just mixing and editing. Yeah. Mixing, editing. I mean, being super hypercritical about parts and such. And like we, uh, we moved studios a couple of times during that three years. During the pandemic. Yeah. Well, yeah, just during the pandemic. And then, um, make sure our track listing was exactly how we wanted it. Like all of that stuff, transitions, all of that done in house, wherever we were that we all did ourselves and pretty proud of it. It won't ever take that long again. I assure you. <laughs> oh yeah. Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> no, we'll actually, we'll, we'll, we've kind of, we've kind of, um, mastered and pinpointed a, a writing style, uh, between us four, uh, that that works and that's efficient. Well, see the first the first album, this album, a lot of it was written on computer before we even brought it to the table to jam, and so it was just a culmination of ideas that we had. That's and, what I meant, like pre-album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so like it was, it was just one of those things that we would uh we took advantage of the material we were writing. And we felt it was really good stuff. And once we started putting it out, putting it on computer and realizing how it could sound, then we brought it to the table. A lot of songs also, like in the later half of the album, were written together, jamming. So a lot of it is, uh, that's, jamming is more of our style of writing. I feel like we get a lot more of what we want because everybody's doing their everybody's own in the same room we're kind of all on the same page chemistry's working at the same time as as writing just that sort of thing it's as whatever clicks kind of makes it yeah 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 it, it just works best that way i think there was a lot of moments on the album that we look back and i think we're very happy with the album don't get me wrong we're 100 percent but there's a lot of things that we do jam live that we all that we wish that we could have done on the album because of us playing it live and that it's a natural thing. And so all the new stuff we've been writing, we've been jamming it live just to get a feel of it. Would you consider that basically working on the next album? Um we do we do have a a lot of material in the works. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say anything how on close it. Close we are. I don't know how close we are on an album yet. Um, thinking about maybe an EP. Uh, very soon. Some singles. Some singles. But we we stay we stay writing. That's that's one thing that that I can kind of brag about for this for this band on half of this band is that we our our brains are always like turning and and thinking about musical ideas and stuff and putting stuff together yeah it's pretty around the clock 24 7 with us as far as music but goes. there's plenty more music coming from, from which i'm i'm pretty happy about i've been listening to you guys for a while now cool cool hey, man. man thank you much love how did you end up on the tour with Escape the Fate? So, um, our management, uh, MVK Music Group, um, 
my buddy Brian, who works with us, he entered us into a contest on Twitch. Um, and it's with that Space Zebra show DW Presents. Well, did it last year, I believe. And we lost the first round. Wow. But they had like a little bonus thing you could do called the Golden Ticket, which got us into doing Welcome to Rockville. Well, they ended up doing another contest where it was to go on tour with Escape the Fate and Red Jumpsuit Apparatus. And we entered into that, went all the way up to the finals, and we actually, it actually worked out because we were on the road, but we were doing a, uh, we went to the studio with Machine the Producer at the Machine Shop, and we also did a Machine Shop Live there, which those are on YouTube right now. Um, but we actually were there working on a song and when we realized that we won which we found out that we won there to get to the finals we we went on ahead and just were able to do a live set to uh because the winners had the winners had to, to battle it out through a, yeah. a live performance whether it be whether it be recorded or or live in the moment and uh we we took advantage of um the time and the space that we had to make an insane, like, crisp live performance uh, to show these guys, and uh, in my opinion, blew the competition out of the water completely, yeah. and uh, earned ourselves a spot on the main stage at at Welcome to Rockville 2022 in May, and um, I think six dates, seven yeah, dates, six, six or seven dates, six or seven dates on the tour with uh, Escape the Fate and Red Jumpsuit. That's awesome. Crazy, man. We went through that competition. Literally, like, was tripping for it. Didn't sleep very well. Went through all that. We were in the studio for kinda, a week. Kind of cool to think that the, the bigger things that happen to us happen by accident. And maybe they're supposed to happen that way. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know about what time or what day you guys will be performing at Rockville? We do not know details as of yet, but I believe we'll be getting some soon. Yeah, they just uh, they just finished the final um, region for that whole competition um, to see who who else would go on tour in in their said region or or whatever. Um, and they they wanted to give everyone specific details about uh, the tour and welcome to Rockville at the same time, so that nobody was caught off guard. Or that everyone was caught off guard at the same time, so mm -hmm. it was fair. Hopefully, in the next <laughs> week or two, we hear something and get some stuff. We, we've got it. We've got to nail down logistics as soon as possible, just like anybody else, to make this thing work. So, yeah, um, we'll ha we'll have some details shortly. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see you guys there. Hell yeah, man! It's gonna be a good time. Yeah, usually is every year. For sure. At least three years I've gone. It was last year. Yeah. <laughs> it's a shit. It it's a game. shit ton of walking. Yeah. Did you guys play there last year or did you just show up? We uh, actually got to play with the um the Twitch stage. The Twitch the Twitch stage was its own its own thing last year and we got to play um midday what was it the Sunday. last day? Last day of the festival. It was pretty good. Um about Four to five hundred people standing out in front of us, and had a pretty good crowd, and uh, was able to to experience all four days of the festival, which was cool too. And um, definitely ready to go back under, under much better circumstances. So, 
you saw that the uh, Foo Fighters have canceled, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, yes. That I found out. We played a show this weekend with Candlebox in Tyler, Texas, which is literally like right down the street from us. And we found out, I found out on Instagram whenever they were playing. And everything in my world just stopped for, for a second because it was like, you know, Foo Fighters is a band that, you know, I've looked up to for years. Taylor Hawkins, God rest his soul. But he is one of my favorite drummers. And so, and we were, the, the thought of that we were going to see them at Rockville, like we were finally going to see Foo Fighters and that happens and it, and it sucks because it's just, you know, it's so unexpected and it hurts because, you know, he was such a fantastic musician, fantastic person. Unfortunately, I never got to meet him, but it just, it's, it's, it sucks. It still hasn't even sunk in yet. Like right. for me, like it's like my my mind knows that it's real, but my body's like refusing to accept it. It sucks. It's like you know, we've lost a lot of great ones, young, in our and especially in my lifetime. It, it sucks. You know, I can't imagine what Dave and the rest of the Foo Fighters are going through right now. So. Yeah, it makes sense that they would not do the tour thing for a while. So, yeah, I figured that would be. Yeah, I figured that would be the case. Honestly, like that's just something that hits you left field like that. You wouldn't even expect it. Ugh. Taking time to process. Yeah, it's it hit the community hard, but so like you said, I couldn't even begin to imagine how the rest of the guys in the band even remotely felt. Yeah. It's oof. Especially Pat and Dave having both lost Kurt. Like I, I don't know. There's not there's not a lot of words to describe right. feelings for this as of yet. It's just sad, tragic, untimely. Very untimely. Alright, so moving on from depressing and sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, about that <laughs> how many days did you say you guys were touring with escape the fate about six or seven i believe six for sure maybe Se- seven. seven is a maybe and as far as like uh that's just dates as far as like how long probably a good nine to ten days yeah straight we'll either be driving or playing that's how that's gonna go pretty much when do you start with that? Uh, the first date is on the seventeenth. We'll we'll probably leave from our hometown on the fifteenth. We'll start in Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, April seventeenth. Are you guys playing in succession or just sporadically playing throughout the entire tour? Uh, it, they they kind of go in succession. Uh, it's like a big stretch from from there to Jacksonville, Florida. Um. But it's it's all kind of linear. So you guys are basically playing like the first part of it. Yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be the southeast uh, stretch of, of their tour. Okay. Yeah, because that was going to be my question. If you guys were doing the entire thing and going all the way out to California, only to turn around and come back to Florida, we'd be quitting our jobs. <laughs> yeah. Damn sure. 
Like even if you were driving, it'd be ridiculous to make it from. I know, yeah. Like especially gas prices right now. Yeah. When and and we're renting a rig too, so it would be hella expensive. Make it from California back to Florida in two days. Like that's insane. Oof. Oof. <laughs> they're they're obviously doing it the right way, probably flying wherever they go. Yeah. So I saw that you guys had a, a GoFundMe for your tour. Is that to help with the, the renting of the rig and everything? That is yeah, with overall expenses. Um, just everything from room and board to gasoline to prevented maintenance to food. Um, we, we've got some hired personnel that we're bringing on the road with us to make things more smooth and professional. And... Um, like a front of house guy, a media guy, the the owner of the rig we're renting is going to be our driver, that sort of thing. Just want to make sure we're we're good for the road on expenses. We'd hate to get out there in the middle of nowhere and not have the money for gas to get to the next one. So yeah, yeah, that's got to be one of the worst things that could happen is being stranded on the side of the road in a completely different state. Yeah, yeah. Real. Has that ever happened to you guys or something similar to it? Uh, we've had to fix the van <laughs> twice now. Um, one time it was just the belt and the second time it was an alternator, but n- thankfully nothing worse than that. Um, we've never run out of gas. We've never run out of money to get gas. Knock on wood. We've, we're doing pretty good for ourselves, I believe. Yeah. Um, we, keep a, we keep a regular preventive maintenance on the van, make sure the oil's changed. Um, brakes we're about to replace some some rotors we just got a sway bar like we 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 make sure our stuff's ready to go as much as as much as we can you know think about it and that that's one thing that a a lot of people from the outside looking in don't ever really think about you know (laughs) you almost make a whole lot of money where does it go (laughs) in the gas tank in the gas tank and then it's gone oh yeah literally yeah, especially like you guys are independent, right? Yes, yes. very. <laughs> yeah, so there's there's no label backing any kind of funding at all. Yeah, absolutely not. We've been don't label money. Everything we've done as far as money wise, we've raised ourselves. We've we've made the money ourselves. That's because all that's all we had to do. Like that's all we could do. And, you know, in our town, you know, we don't have like the biggest scene. You know, and the scene is more country town. Our band has zero paid members. <laughs> Literally. It all goes right back into the, what makes the, the machine work, you know? I think it's funny, though, because a lot of people get, like, the opposite of what they think it is. They're like, oh, you guys must be making a lot of money. Like, you've made it. And I'm like, <laughs> actually, I'm broke. We on that ramen noodle budget. Ramen noodle budget. Like, even, like, Spam or some fucking, you know, simple bread and butter cheese and, I don't know, just, yeah, you know, just basic shit, you know? Yeah. And, I mean, it's just one of those things. And, you know, half of our members are able to work. Another half, we, we do stuff in the studio. And, but know, it's all, it's all, everybody's got their full-time projects to make their, to be able to fund their 
private life as long as, or along with the the band life it's like it's 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 literally juggling <laughs> it is a it can be rough at times quite a few times i can imagine it, it ain't it ain't like it ain't like what the movies say it is it ain't easy but it, if any group could hang i think it's this one you guys have any plans for where to take post profit after rockville um um I believe I think we're kind of doing regular scheduled programming in in the summer months maybe um we're we're trying to do some recording very soon get in the studio um as far as like upcoming tours and such I don't think we've nailed anything out we haven't yet. nailed anything down yet I mean there we do, we will have shows and I mean, a lot of them will be pending and to be announced whenever that time comes throughout the year. Because, but well, we definitely, we definitely planned it to to go to a studio and record some more before the end of the year, and uh, hopefully get an EP out before the end of the year. We'll see. Whatever happens, it will happen. But I know for a fact that we will definitely be going to the studio this year. Recording is happening. It's really good to hear. I'm excited. I'm, I, we've been we've been working up a lot of new stuff, and I think we really honed in on our sound with what we're working on. So I know I know people are going to enjoy the album, and I want them to enjoy the album in fullness. But be ready to peep that new shit because I feel like we have entered in a new uh, a new season for post profit musically. Awesome. Listening to your guys' album, I can definitely pick up different influences. Who are your guys' biggest influence? Ah. Like, Ooh. personally. Personally? Yeah. Mine is kind of revolving. There's a few bands that, like, have their set place in influences, like Deftones and Incubus and um, Failure, Thrice, um, Far. But it just kind of revolves because we listen to so much new music on a daily basis that our influences just kind of like change and mold to what we're jamming at the time. Something might catch our ears that that whole sound is like we're really into it. And so, I mean, it's just one of those type of things. I mean, and we still go back and jam older shit from like 2000s and stuff. Because, you know, we, we like to keep the nostalgia. It's what we grew up listening to. So, What the hell is podcasting like? I can't even... I've never even, like, thought about doing a podcast. How, how does that go? Is it regular? You only do it ever so often? Like For me, um, I like to call I am consistently inconsistent. Aha. Uh-huh. So, it's... It's just random. Whenever I I get somebody who's gonna be on the podcast, I'll do an episode. Uh, other than that, it's pretty pretty sporadic, which I'm trying to get better at. Yeah, is it is it super hard to keep um, clientele or, or new newcomers? Um, I think the biggest part would be kind of staying on top. Like I've had plenty of like bands who say they wanted to be on it, and then come the day of, and I don't hear anything from them. So. Like recording the podcast, other than like the technical difficulties and what it's it's pretty easy. Different websites you can upload, and it just distributes all your episodes for you. 
Nice. And you're, you do it. Yours is a video podcast as well. I'm sorry. I, I haven't, I haven't peeped your stuff yet. I definitely will. Oh no, it, you're good. Um, no, it's, it's entirely audio. Um, okay. Okay. But it's basically any music streaming service or podcast streaming service you can find it on. Ooh, okay. How long you been doing it? Uh, well, I've, I've I used to run a, my it was like a blog site before under the same name, just without the podcast. Um, since 2019, I want to say, and then I'd, I've done a little bit of photography, music photography, on top of that. Oh, cool. Um, and I decided to step away from the blog and focus more on between photography and podcasting. Nice. All right. Here's a question. That's not about podcasting. Okay. Who are your top three favorite bands? Oh man. I have to narrow it down to three. Yep. Yeah. Three. (laughs) Oh God. Um, I say three because they normally just give me one. Okay. So top three. I would say, okay, so I'm going to go off of live performances. Okay. So I'm going to go Nothing More, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, Dayseeker. Yeah. Um, I have like three other ones I want to say. Um, you can give two honorable mentions. Okay. My third official one will be Memphis Mayfire. Okay. My two honorable mentions. One is Wage War. We saw them at Welcome to Rockville. They put on a show. Yeah, they, they, were, a show. they were great. Last one, I might have to say We Came as Romans. Yeah, I've seen them live on a show. Absolutely. Yeah, those those are probably, like, live performance-wise, those are those are my top ones. When it comes oh, to yeah. albums, though, like, that's, I couldn't list how many. I feel that. <laughs> I have quite a hefty myself. I remember I saw Rise Against, and I don't know if it was just, like, the setting, like, we were in or what, but it, it did not sound great. Hmm. So I'm excited to see if if that changed. Because I'm, I'm fairly yeah. certain they're going to be at Rockville also. I believe so, yeah. Never seen them live. I'm curious to watch them. So I saw them, I want to say 2015, 2016. It was like they were playing too loud for like being contained inside of an arena. Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. So with Rockville being completely open space, like I, I'm hoping it was just that one instance. Yeah. Because I love them. I love their albums. Yeah. All their album work. I've been a fan of Rise Against for a while. You play any instruments? I dabbled in bass a little bit. Um, Hell yeah. Got got pretty okay with it. And then my ADHD moved me on to other hobbies. So I feel that. Yeah. Like I probably have currently like six different hobbies going on right now. Okay. I'm kind of like that. I got Dungeons and Dragons 3D printing. Uh, recently started to learn about tattooing, and then the podcast. Is, I, got, I have to ask: Is Dungeons and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons, and 3D printing separate? Or are you 3D printing Dungeons and Dragons? I, I miss that. Uh, they are separate, but they do coincide a lot. Cool. Are you like a? Are you like a DM or? What? Yeah, I I do a lot of DMing. Um. I barely get to play. It's got its ups and downs. Like I, I'd like to play a lot, but I'm usually the one running the game. Cool. Is it like in person or video? I've played online, and I prefer in person a lot more. Yeah, I've, I've done both. I prefer in person. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of cool because we drink, drink yeah. and laugh and cut up. <laughs> and then it yeah. g- just goes back to like 
whenever you're online, you have all kinds of technical difficulties and things cut out. Right. Yeah. You into critical role? Not so much the actually sitting and watching them play, but I I am watching the uh the Amazon cartoon that they released. Oh, cool, yeah. So the Legends of Vox Machina. Like that's I'm enter- entertained by that a lot. So but like sitting and watching somebody else play for two, three hours at a time, that's I get distracted and I end up losing track of what's going on. Yeah, that's an ADD thing. I feel that. <laughs> I definitely get distracted. I'm so, sorry to interrupt on the Dungeons and Dragons thing. I was just curious because I used to play a lot myself. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah. So what were your other hobbies you were getting to? Uh, it's like I just started learning how to tattoo um, and then like model painting. Oh, that's cool. That's cool shit. Just all kinds of stupid, <laughs> small shit. <laughs> About that. That's cool, though. Keeping yourself busy. Yeah. I tend to get in trouble when I'm not busy, so. <laughs> I feel that, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's anybody, honestly. Yeah. I like to keep myself pretty busy, too. I pick up side jobs and work quite a bit and sometimes occasionally go on a Nintendo Switch tangent. Sometimes I'm a hermit. I don't know. Depends on the day. Oh, yeah. I'm the same way. <laughs> so when we started uh, recording, I because I stepped away from my computer for a little bit, and I noticed your <laughs> Discord name. It says Pee Pee Boys. Yes, yeah. sir. <laughs> that is it. Oh. That's an official tag. We've got so many people on board with that. With that. Hashtag Pee Pee Boys. That's kind of the official fan name, too. Yeah, if they... fucks with us, you're a Pee Pee Boy. That's great. It took a while for us to kind of find our niche in that. Yeah. Once we found it, though, it didn't take long at all. Earlier, you said that uh, the town you guys are in is mostly, like, country-centered. Very much so, yeah. yeah. It's it's the same here. Like, there are no, like, rock or metal shows anywhere near where I live. I mean, there's one or two. Yeah. It's not, like, anything that, like brings people out to like rock show it, it took us it took us our whole time for the whole time of being a band to like really earn the trust from our hometown crowd people were really critical for the while i will say this city is very musically dense though as far as um the community and the different types of of music there there are so many musicians in this area it's insane mm-hmm. and quite a few good ones Everything from blues to red dirt to bluegrass, metal, alternative, yeah. all kinds of stuff out here. But predominantly country, just, just because of the area. And Longview is a city of sorts, but it's definitely a, a townier city. It's, it's in a, a rural spot, if you will. Yeah. It's not the most urban place of places. Yeah, it's that's not necessarily like a bad thing either. I'm wearing steel toe boots right now, and I drive a pickup. So I mean, just <laughs> and I'm in post profit. So <laughs> yeah, I would really like to go fishing right now, like, and maybe go work on a car or no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a raging alcoholic, but that's okay because I wear a belt buckle. That sort of thing. <laughs> that's- oh man. <laughs> my dog died oh. 
just waiting on the truck to leave. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a good way. Then you'll step into country no, music. No, no. Seriously though. I'm I'm the, the most country out of all of us, and I promise you I ain't joining no country band anytime soon. <laughs> I did play in a bluegrass band for a little while though. I was a Dobro player for about two years. Wow. I think all of us played in a country in a country act at some point. And uh we all kind of stepped away from it, being like, "Man, I wish we would." We would. Play. I think that was just us trying to get our feet wet in some sort of musical community around here, yeah. because there's nothing else. Like literally, nothing else. We would go to jams where they would play the holy three jigs. It would be that only type of people there, whatever. It's like the band and style. We go up in there and we show the bitch out, and people would be like, "What?" Like, yeah, we're not. A country band. We're, we're really hard rock. We play loud music and then fast, loud drums. And you're going to enjoy it. They're going to enjoy it. And no, we will not turn down because turn down. It's a rock show. You don't turn. There's so many instances that we've had that we played shows and we'd be playing lower than our normal stage volume, and they still tell us to turn it down. We turned it down to the point that you couldn't even hear the guitar. You could hear us strumming the guitar. We were like, okay, yeah, we're not going to do this. Might as well become an acoustic act at that point. Oh, yeah, we got we got gypped. That was the same fucking show. We got gypped for being too loud and acoustic, too. So it's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Seriously, man. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. It happened. We've stripped it way back and still get in trouble for being loud. I think it's just because it ain't country. I think that's what it is. Yeah, and we have not played play sets. <laughs> I guess you gotta you gotta pick your battles when it comes to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not really one to to mold to the the demographic just because somebody asks us to. So we just kind of have to. Usually, if they ask us and they hound us about it, we do the exact opposite. Play like heavier shit. Oh yeah. Point needs to be made. It's like along the lines of somebody telling you to do something that you were already planning on doing. It's like, no. Yeah. Now I'm not going to do it. One thing about post profit is is that we're we're apologetically ourselves. We know what music we are. And, you know, there's a lot of things we can do, but at the same time we're gonna do us. And that's just a really loud alternative rock band. And some people some people can't handle that very much. But, you know, it's what we do. Right. And that's the bottom line. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys have anything that you want to plug? We have uh, Facebook at Post Profit. Instagram at Post Profit Official. Um, Twitter, which is, I believe, Post Profit. And I don't get on Twitter. So if you try to look at me on Twitter, I will not be on there. Just giving you heads up. <laughs> we we also it. have a TikTok. We, also, we will be on TikTok. You do a lot of dumb shit. So, you know, your fellow jabroners here got the comedy for you. But, um, yeah. And then we check have- out our new album. Our new Everywhere. Album, you think it's right. It's always wrong. Came out February 25th. Is over a month old, and uh, we've been getting some good responses from it. But yeah, y'all go check that out. And if you want to get it all, get a CD, you can either come to a show or you can get online at postprofitofficial.com/store. 
and it'll lead you to our merch store, which will have CDs, shirts, hats, and cool accessories. Awesome. That's about it. Following your dreams is tough. Don't give up. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are going to look at you in the face and say you can't do it. You just got to keep going. And don't be a dick. You're a kind person to everybody. Cost nothing to be human. A genuine human. Those are the words of wisdom. Yeah, it's, that's fair enough to live your life towards. Don't be a dick and keep on keeping on. For real. Keep yourself grounded. Take risks. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for taking time out of your day. Come hang out with little old me. For having us, man. Yeah, no problem. Make sure you find The Thrashing Orc on all of your favorite social medias, such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you're curious on where you can find The Thrashing Orc's podcast, head on over to anchor.fm forward slash thrashing orc. Don't forget to head on over to Spotify to check out The Thrashing Orc's playlist with over 18 hours worth of music. Make sure you follow or subscribe depending on your platform so you can catch the next episode of The Thrashing Orc's podcast. Thrashing Orc's podcast.